Hello everybody. Welcome to A Thick Mist. I'm Justin Snow. This is my first live show in a really long time. Like a year, maybe? Over a year? Pandemic really fucked things up for my radio show. <clears throat> Among other things, obviously. Um, yeah, so I'm back. I'm going to try a new setup to do live shows, which right now is not something that you can stream, but I'm going to record it live instead of like doing it podcast style, which is putting everything together afterwards. Um, yeah, so I'm hoping... This new setup will keep things interesting for me, and I can do it more regularly, and all that sort of stuff. <clears throat> um, also, I'm trying something out where I'm not using my headphones when I'm talking like this, because I get some weird delay, and it messes up me, me talking. So... I hope not wearing headphones turns out okay, because obviously I can't can't hear how I sound right now, but whatever. We're just going to go with it, experiment a bit. Um, I have, so these past, <laughs> so since I haven't done a live show in a long time, um, I have a fuck ton of new music and old music to, to share. Too much to ever share, actually. Too much to ever even listen to in, in a lifetime. But so much good stuff, and I'm going to share what I can with you. For example, this music in the background is by The Ghost Writers, um, a new age group, new age group from the '80s. Only put out a couple records. One of which is this one, "Remote Dreaming." And uh, the name of this song is Slow Blue in Horizontal. <clears throat> Fun stuff. Um, I'm going to play... This first song I'm going to play is... One of my favorite metal records this year. It's by Vuna, who is uh, Jana Beckris. It's a solo project of Jana Beckris. And she was in... Eigenlicht and Sadhaka, and Sadhaka is one of my all-time favorite bands, and they only put out one record in 2013 called Terma. It's fucking amazing. I love it so much, and they haven't done anything since. That was the only thing they've released, and I need to hear more. But this record by Vuna, it's called uh, Atropo, is... Nothing like Sadhaka or Eigenlicht. Um, this is Doom, and those bands are mostly black metal. Um, and this is, you know, it's got some black metal tints to it, but mostly a Doom record released by Profound Lore. It's amazing. Um, I'm going to play the song the, that closes out the record called What Once Was. And we're going to see how this goes. All right, you're listening to A Thick Mist.
Karen Black, 
from all sorts of movies. Um, yeah, horror movies and other famous movies like Great Gatsby, she was big in the 70s, um, and apparently she was also a musician. And a record of her music came out this year called Dreaming of You, 1971 to 1976, by Anthology Records, I think, um, with the help of Cass McCombs. He met her, like, I don't know, 10, 20 years ago and became friends with her and then all that sort of stuff. Anyway, that song was called Babe Oh Babe. And before that was Midwife, who, if you are unaware, is maybe the the best, my, my favorite musician ever, possibly. That song was Promise Ring from her new record, Luminol, which came out this year on The Flenser. And so her first record came out five years ago, I think, uh, called Like Author, Like Daughter. And that was, that is, like, top five material for me. That record is a goddamn masterpiece. She put out a second record last year. I don't remember what it was called. It was good. I liked it a lot. was not nearly as good as Like Author, Like Daughter. And then this one comes out, Luminol. Holy shit. Holy shit. It is... Incredible. Just as good, if not better, than her debut. There, I said it. I love her so much. I mean, that music is just perfect for me. She, she started calling it heaven metal, and I couldn't agree more. Anyway, uh, before Midwife, I started the show off with Vuna. New record from her called Atropo, and that song was What Once Was. I am Justin Snow. You're listening to A Thick Mist. Hope you are enjoying things so far. Um, this next one is by a band called Chord. And there's a lot of people in this band. Most of them, I don't know. The main one that I do know is um, Trevor DeBraw, Trevor Shelley DeBraw, um, of Pelican and Relayer and all those other, uh, all those other ones. But also, I just found out there is another guy called Sean McCarthy who was in Helms. And I only know Helms because they put out a split with Victory at Sea. Uh, lovely Boston band who I miss dearly. Um, their violin player, I mean, this was like, you know, happened in the early 2000s. Um, their violin player got deported and they had to break up. So sad. They were, they were so good. I love them. Um, but... I'm not playing Victor at Sea, nor am I playing Helms. I am playing Chord, and they have a new record out on Debacle, which is fantastic. It's called Imperfect Authentic Cadence, and there's two short tracks and one really long track, like 
30 minutes long. And guess which one I'm going to play? It's called G911SUSB2F. Just find the, the long song on their new record. And I'm going to play some other stuff on top of that. Not sure what yet, but it'll happen. You are listening to A Thick Mist. Enjoy.
How does one tell tales like that? Tales which cannot and perhaps must not be told. But then why tell them? Only my teachers could answer that. Only my teachers could answer anything. And my teachers are gone. And perhaps we are their tales. For some, literature is a bridge linking childhood to death. While the one gives rise to anguish, the other invites nostalgia. The deeper the nostalgia and the more complete the fear, the purer, the richer the word and the secret. But for me, writing is a matseva, an invisible tombstone, erected to the memory of the dead and buried. Each word corresponds to a face, a prayer, the one needing the other so as not to sink into oblivion. This is because the angel of death too early crossed my childhood, marking it with his seal. Sometimes I think I see him, his look victorious, not at the end of the journey, but at its starting point. He fuses into the very beginning, the first elan, rather than into the abyss which cradles the future. Thus, I evoke the story victor with nostalgia, almost without fear. Perhaps this is because I belong to an uprooted generation, deprived of cemeteries to visit the day after the new year, when according to custom, we fall across the graves and commune with our dead. My generation has been robbed of everything, even of cemeteries. I left my native town in the spring of 1944. It was a beautiful day. The surrounding mountains in their green light our neighbors were out strolling in their shirt sleeves. Some turned their heads away, others sneered. After the war, I had several opportunities to return. Temptation was not lacking, each reasonable. To see which friends had survived, to dig up the belongings and valuable objects we had hidden the night before our departure, to take possession once again, even fleetingly, our property of our past. I did not return. I began to wander across the world, knowing all the while that to run away is useless. All roads lead home. It remains the only fixed point in this seething world. At times I tell myself I have never really left the place where I was born, but I learned to walk and to love. The whole universe is but an extension of that little town somewhere in Transylvania called Sigurd. Later, as student or journalist, I was to encounter in the course of my wandering strange and sometimes inspiring men who were playing their parts or creating them, writers, thinkers, poets, troubadours of the apocalypse. Each gave me something for my journey, a trace, a wind, an enigma, and I was able to continue. But at the moment of Heshbon HaNefesh, of making an accounting, I recognized that my real teachers are waiting to guide and urge me forward, not in some wholesome, distant place, but in the tiny classrooms filled with shadows and song, where the boy I used to resemble still studies the first page of the first tractate of the Talmud, certain of finding their answers to all questions, even better, all answers and all questions. Thus the act of writing is for me often nothing more than the secret of conscience
exile, carved words on a tombstone, to the memory of a tomb forever vanished, to the memory of a childhood in exile, to the memory of all those I loved, and who before I could tell them I loved them, went away. My teachers were among them. The first one was an old man, heavy set, with a white beard, a rockish eye. Shammai, intransigent, or that of Hillel, is it 
fields are nourished by the same sand. Yet I felt closer to the rose of love. It strove to make life more tolerable, the quest more worthwhile. At the age of ten, I left his hut and became a student of his Richterin. A morose character with wild eyes and hopeless, brutal voice. In his presence, no one dared open his mouth or fall into daydream. He terrorized us. Whenever he distributed slaps, which happened often and often for no reason, he did so with all his strength, and he had plenty. That was his method of enforcing discipline and preparing us, his children, for the Jewish condition. At twilight, I remember, between Chaim Marif prayers, he used to force us to listen as he read a chapter from the church of Musar. As he described the tortures suffered by the sinner in his bread, even before appearing before the heavenly tribunal, sobs would shake his entire body. He would stop and bury his head in his hands. It was as if he experienced the pains of the last judgment in advance. I shall never forget his detailed descriptions of hell, which in his naivete he situated in a precise spot in the heavens. On the Shabbat, he became a different person, almost unrecognizable. He made his appearance at the synagogue opposite the little market. Standing next to the stove to the right of the entrance, looking hunted, he lost himself in prayer, seeing no one. I would greet him, but he did not respond. He would not hear me. It was as if he no longer knew who I was, or that I was there at all. The seventh day of the week, he consecrated to the Creator and he saw nothing of what surrounded him, not even himself. He prayed in silence, apart, he did not follow the cantor, his lips scarcely moved. A distant sadness hovered over his distracted gaze. Weekdays, strange, I was less afraid of him. I had decided to change schools and I became the student of three successive teachers, natives day two of nearby villages. Their attitude was more humane. We already considered ourselves grown-ups who could take on a sugya, even a difficult passage without assistance. Every now and then, but an impasse, we would ask them to show us how to continue. The moment the problems posed in the commentaries of the Mahshaw, the Maharam were unravelled, their swift clarity dazzled us and to emerge suddenly from the entanglement of a Talmudic thought always brought me intense joy. Each time I would find on the threshold of a luminous, indestructible universe, and I used to think that over and beyond the centuries and the stakes, there is always a bridge that leads somewhere. Then. The Germans invaded our little town, and the nostalgic singing of the pupils and their teachers was interrupted. To hear it once more, I would give all I possess, all that has been promised me. From time to time, I sit down again with the tractate of the Talmud, and a paralyzing fear comes over me. It is not that I have forgotten the words. I would still know how to translate them, even to comment on them. But to speak them does not suffice. They must be sung, and I no longer know how. 
Suddenly my body stiffens, my glance falters, I'm afraid to turn around. Behind me my masters are gathered, their breasts burning, they are waiting, as they did long ago at elimination time, for me to read aloud and demonstrate to the past generations that their song never dies. My masters are waiting and I'm ashamed to make them wait. I am ashamed, for they have not forgotten the song. In them, the song has remained alive, more powerful than the forces that annihilated them, more obstinate than the wind that scattered their ashes. I want to plead with them to return to their graves, no longer to interfere with the living, for they have nowhere to go. Heaven and earth have rejected them. And so, not to humiliate them, I force myself to read the first sentence, then I reread it in order to open it, close it again, before joining it to the next. My voice does not rise above the murmur. I have betrayed them. I no longer know how to sing. With but a single exception, all my masters perished in the death factories. I saw them unshaved, emaciated, bent. I saw them make their way one sunny Sunday toward the railroad station, destination unknown. I saw Zaider and Melamed with two heavy, bundled, bruising his shoulders. I was astonished to think that this poor wanderer had once terrorized us. And the Salishta Rabbi, I saw him too in the middle of the earth, absorbed in his own private world, as if in a hurry to arrive more quickly. His face has taken on the expression of Shabbat, and yet it is Sunday. He was not weeping. His eyes no longer shot forth fire. Perhaps at last he was going to discover the truth. Yes, hell does exist, just as this fire exists in the night. And so for the tenth time, I reread the same passage in the same book. And my masters, by their silence, their disapproval. Have I really lost the key they have trusted? Today other books hold me in their grip. Today I try to learn from other storytellers how to pierce the meaning of an experience and transform it into magic. But most of them talk too much. Their song is lost in words like rivers in the sand. It was the Salishta Rabbi who told me one day. possible, but I have written and spoken.
record from their new record, Imperfect Authentic Cadence. That song was G911SUSB2F. Then I played a bunch of stuff on top of that. Um, the thing that just ended before chord was Arushi Jane. She has a new record called Under the Lilac Sky, which is fantastic. Came out on Leaving Records. She had a debut a couple years ago that I missed out on. Um, still haven't heard it, but her new one uh, this year, Under the Lilac Sky, is really good. That song was The Sun Swirls Within You. And the spoken word stuff was Ellie Wiesel from Reading from His Works. Uh, that piece was The Song of the Dead. And before we sell was um, an excerpt of Cultivate the Human Land by Purna Chandra from the uh, record Religious Songs from Bengal, Songs of the Balls, and Poems of Chandidas, recorded by um, Debin, what's his name, Debin Bhattacharya, never quite sure how to pronounce his name. Um, yeah, that record is from 67, I think, 66. I am Justin Snow. You're listening to A Thick Mist, and I'm really excited about this next piece. It is by Joseph Spence. It is from the new record released by Folkway. It's called Encore, Unheard Recordings of Bahamian Guitar and Singing. And I love Joseph Spence. I've listened to every single record he has, and I'm just really excited to hear new stuff that has never been released before. Um, it's yeah, it's great. Some of it uh, is recorded in his home, like this next one that I'm about to play. Some of it was recorded um, live in some uh, concerts in in the U.S. Um, yeah, but this one uh, recorded in the 60s in his home in the Bahamas, and it's called Run, Come See Jerusalem. And you're listening to A Thick Mist. Look at judgment. <laughs> 
couldn't get in the channel. Drunk I'm see Ranga. He couldn't get in the channel. He turned right back for fresh cream. That time I just come out the field and when I get on the hill that day, come see the roof. Mulby, too big to rock. Come see, run, come see. Mulby's up and be too rich. He's up and be too rock. Run, come see, run, come see. He's up and be When she get back to Goldie, run, come see, run, come see. When she get behind Goldie, that time I see the patrol run, come see, run, come see. Then you see the patrol run, come see the Rosie. Might be seven feet tall, run, come see, run, come see. Think of him, he told me. The might be seven feet tall, run, come see, run, come see. The more bees of Emmy After I see the Pretoria, run, come see, run, come. I went up to a fresh creek. Then I find a beer in the Pretoria. Run, come see, she says she got the bottom. That time I went up to fresh creek, they come see, run. I demand final dead people, come see the roots. I say, look, this look like judgment. Come see, run, come. I say, it look like judgment. <laughs> Why? I tell you, that's a morning. Come see, run. <laughs> yeah, that was a morning. That was a morning. Yeah, that was a morning coming.
that was Tver with the fourth song titled Four from their debut Uver released by Bindrune. Bindrune is doing pretty great this year. Um, there's that Numerous record and New Panopticon. Good stuff. Um, before that was Aseneth Blake from their record Zoetic Songs, and that song was called Elemental Materialization. That's a really good record from a musician that I know nothing about. They're kind of mysterious. Um, so if you know anything about Aseneth Blake, please let me know. I am curious. <clears throat> uh, before that was uh, Jose Bedmar with a guitar improvisation from the record, record Portrait of Andalusia from the Living Tradition series. Um, that's another one that was recorded by Devin Bhattacharya. And before that, um, actually on top of that, I played two pieces from Franz Jobin's new record on Room 40 called The Fluidity of Time Does Not Exist. That was all of part one and some of part two. And started the set off with my man Joseph Spence, the song Run Come See Jerusalem from the new compilation Encore Unheard Recordings of Bahamian Guitar and Singing released by Folkways. Going into the last set here, um, this is from an artist named Ichiko Aoba and she um, is pretty prolific but I have not heard of her or listened to her since this record that came out last year. It's called Adan no Kaze. And the name of this song is Pilgrimage. You are listening to A Thick Mist.
Translates to uh, music of Easter Island from the record label that translates to Anthology of People's Music. Um, before that was uh, Roxanne Mateer. Mateer, don't know how to pronounce her name. Um, this is the record Parola Cavanracole. And that was part two, Grote Gracile. And that, I can't remember what label that's on, but she has another record out that's like the main record, I guess. It's on, uh, released on Mork Records. And this is sort of a companion piece, I guess. 
Um, and on top of that, I played something that is an absolute mouthful, but I'm going to read it out anyway. Um, the piece was called Blessed in Our God, Glory to Thee, Our God, O Heavenly King, from the Ecumenical Patriarch Demetrios, the canon, a poem by Joseph the Hymnographer, Mode 4, Legetos. I shall open my month... Maybe that's supposed to be mouth? Um, anyway, Ode 1 through 8. From the Akathistos Hymn and the Veneration of the Cross... That was the name of the record by the Church of the Theotokos Blackernay and the Ecumenical Patriarchate of Constantinople. Yes. Um, and before that, I started the set off with Ichiko Eoba from her record Adan no Kaze that came out last year. That song was called Pilgrimage. And I am all done now. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. I will be back again sometime soon, I hope. I hope to make this more of a regular thing again. I don't know if it'll be weekly, but it certainly will be more regular than it has been in the past um, year and a half. So, yeah, thanks again. And I'll see you next time. This has been A Thick Mist.